The following program is a presentation of the Radio Talking Book Service in Omaha, Nebraska. RTBS programming is intended solely for individuals who cannot read conventional print due to a disability. Ineligible listeners risk infringing on copyright law, and RTBS is not responsible for any violations that may occur. So up next, we are so excited to have another episode of our Community Conversations hosted by Cami Carlisle, and I'm going to kick it over to Studio A. Well, hello and welcome to yet another edition of Community Conversations. Today we have Brian Cruz in the studio. He's a Douglas County Election Commissioner and it's that time of the year. Welcome, Brian. Well, welcome and thanks for having me. It's great to be here. It is that time of the year, election season, as yes. we say. Yes, it is. <laughs> Before we get into all things election, tell us a little bit about yourself and where you're from and how you got here. Sure. So I grew up in Council Bluffs. Right okay. across the river. I uh, went to Wayne State College in northeast Nebraska. Um, from there, my very first job out of school uh, was actually working for Dave Heineman when he was oh. the state treasurer many years ago. Wow, okay. Um, I worked there almost two years. Um, then I left government for a variety of reasons, went to the private sector, but remained in politics for a lot of all, the whole time. Sure. I was actually went to mortuary school and was a licensed funeral director here in Omaha. Still keep my license up. Okay. And uh, in 2016, uh, 2015, but I took over in 2016, I was appointed election commissioner. Um, I've got a sister who lives in Ames, Iowa, uh -huh. with uh, two nieces and a nephew. All right. And I'm blessed. My folks are still alive. Uh, doing great. They live uh, rural Underwood, Iowa, ah. and a big extended family here. Good. Very good. So mortuary school. Now, I'm sure we could talk all day about <laughs> that, but I just got to ask, that's a big difference from what you do now. It, it is a big difference, you know, um, but I had um, worked at the mortuary. I had worked with all communities um, from North Omaha to South Omaha, from East to West, all uh, races, religions, creeds, um, you know, had had great relationships all over the city, really, sure. and the county. Um, I had been a manager um, of a couple different funeral homes, and so I was encouraged to apply for the election commissioner job, um, never thinking I would get it in a million years, obviously. <laughs> um, but those were some of the things um, that the governor and I talked about were my relationships sure. um, across the city. And, and I think they've served me well. I've continued to do lots of community outreach in this job. Um, you know, so we're not always going to agree on everything. Right. Or if an issue does arise, um, we can have a civil conversation and talk sure. to each other and come to some sort of resolution that we can all live with. Right. So I guess that does make sense then going <laughs> forward. All right. Well, let's talk about all things elections. So the primaries are coming up right here, right? The primaries are less than two weeks away, uh, May 10th, obviously. Early voting's well underway. Yes. Um, now, Monday, May 6th at 6 p.m. Excuse me, May 2nd. Okay. Monday, May 2nd mm -hmm. at 6 p.m., is the last day that you can request a ballot be mailed to you. Oh, okay. And it's also the last day that you can uh, register to vote for this election or change 
your party, your name, or your address. Okay. Um, and that has to be done in person at our office. Okay. Our office is ADA compliant. Okay. We're at Good to one, know. 120. 220 West Center Road, Bel Air Plaza. Okay. And in fact, we just had a grant from the Secretary of State's office. We just added a second ramp for the ADA. Oh, good. And we added a whole bunch of more parking spaces right in front. Excellent. That sounds perfect. So one of the big things that we're seeing is, of course, different polling areas because of redistricting. So can we talk a little bit about that and how that works? Absolutely. So it's pretty much a domino effect. The census happens once every 10 years. Mm -hmm. Uh, The United States Congress will uh, apportion or reapportion congressional districts to states. Then states will redraw legislative boundaries. Okay. Uh, After that, then it comes to the local level. So then we had to redraw precincts in Douglas County, and all the political subdivisions had to redraw their boundaries, or most of them did, you know, like OPPD, NPD, um, NRDs, all those types of things. So that results in some polling place changes, consequently. Mm -hmm. So we still have about the same number of polling places. We'll have 212 physical locations across the state across the county oh across the county yes just okay. in douglas county wow that's a lot okay um now 40 percent of voters in douglas county this election mm-hmm. will have a different physical polling place yes i do okay yes, I okay do. and so do i okay i'm not All right. exempt, exempt the yellow either. postcards right exactly okay. the yellow postcards were sent out so if you are headed out to vote at your polling place on election day Please, please call us at 444-VOTE or go to our website, votedouglascounty.com. Be sure you know where you're going on Election Day. It just avoids confusion and frustration. Right, and your vote matters. Absolutely. you need to know where you're going, right? So what's the percentage of vote-by-mail versus in-person voting? Now, I have switched to vote-by-mail, and I do Mm -hmm. love it. It's very easy, convenient. I just go drop off my ballot in a box, and we're good to go. Have you seen an uptick in uh, voters-by-mail? Absolutely. You know, when my first presidential election was the 2016, and, you know, in 2016, in the general election, we had— about a third of the people, 33%, voted by mail. Okay. Now, in 2020, obviously because of COVID, mm-hmm. um, it was a much higher percentage. Okay. We had 88% of folks in the primary voted by mail. But you have to remember, that was like six weeks after COVID right. arrived on the scene. You're right. It arrived in March, mid-March, and we had the election in May. Oh, you're right. For the 2020 primary, we had, oh... About 73, 74%. So I always thought if I had this job long enough uh-huh. that maybe someday I would live to see 50% early voting and 50% polling place. However, I, I think we're there. I yeah. think oh. 2020 helped us get there. Okay. This election, um, I'm predicting 50%. Uh, polling place 50% by mail. Okay. Um, we'll see if my crystal ball is right. <laughs> <laughs> you may be. So how did the, the vote by mail even become a thing? So, you know, about 20 years ago, I think it was, you, you used to have to have an excuse. 
right. to vote by mail. Mm-hmm. You had to be out of the country or you had to be a doctor's appointment or something. But they tell me it had gotten to the point where, you know, people were sitting in, my dog needs to get their teeth cleaned. Right. And they were approving it. <laughs> so okay. about 20 years ago, I think actually 99, 2000, somewhere in there, it became a no excuse Mm. Uh, absentee request. Okay. So anybody can vote absentee for any reason. Okay. And, you know, it's just gained in popularity ever since. Yeah. You know, the biggest reason we hear now that people like to vote by mail, it's not because they're going to be sick or they're going to be out of town, be on a trip. It's because they like to get that ballot and they like to vote at their, quote, kitchen table, unquote, so they can research candidates they may not know and even issues if you live in the city of omaha this time around there are six bond issues yes on the ballot yes that's a great point because oftentimes we get calls from our moms saying we don't know what to do here and you're right we can research and say well this is what we think so i do love it i love voting by mail because you get it and you're like let's do this thing and you get it done immediately and it's done exactly so let me ask you this say like i'm signed up to vote for mail but then i decide oh i want to go in can you do that or how does that work so the answer is if you request an early voting ballot you, you need to vote an early voting ballot okay you need to vote that way if for some reason you either absolutely want to vote at the polling place or you've lost your ballot or something like that it's always best to call us ahead of time okay now we will never deny a voter the right to vote but if you request an early voting ballot and then you just decide you want to vote at the polling place you'll have to vote a provisional ballot okay and then we'll do the research on the back end just to make sure that you didn't vote more than once, because Ooh. as we all know, yes. you're allowed to vote any way you like, in That's person, right. early, by mail, or at the polling place, but only once. Okay. Boy, <laughs> that makes some work, though, doesn't it? Do you yes, see a lot of... Yes, it, it does. The provisional ballots are, they are time intensive for us so when we're waiting for the count are you guys like counting provisionals we're like come on what's the numbers <laughs> um to some extent you know we have the releases on election evening uh-huh. but there's always some ballots that are counted after the election provisionals are some of those okay um and depending on how many we have depends on how long it takes us you know, in a presidential election, we'll have five, six thousand. Right. This election, will, I'm guessing around a thousand. Okay. And then, we always encourage voters who request a ballot by mail mm-hmm. get that into us at least by Monday before the election, because then those ballots are reported on Tuesday night. Okay. So. But the ballots we pick up from our drop boxes Mm -hmm. on election day and election evening at 8 p.m., those are not reported to the public and counted until Friday. Ah. Because we'll get several, many thousands of those, Uh and we have to go through and make sure that voters signed them, that they didn't vote at their polling place. So is any of that kind of work, I mean, is this like all by hand and using your eyes or is it their machine work? That's right, it's all by hand. We have humans that review every ballot that come in, look at signatures and all of that. Wow. So again, if you're gonna vote by mail early, as soon as you're comfortable 
you know, vote, mm-hmm. sign the back of that envelope right. and return it. Uh, one of our drop boxes is the most direct way. We have 13 around the county. Okay. But again, we encourage voters, just get those in by the Monday before the election, so if you can. This, If you've got a ballot at home now, you need to get that in. That That's right. Okay. We encourage voters as soon as they're ready to get that in, but get it in at least by Monday, May 9th, if possible, and you're okay. comfortable. All right. May 9th, everybody. Get it in. It's important. <laughs> so I don't know if this is my imagination, but I feel like when there's local issues or local voting like governor, mayor, do less people show up than presidential elections? That's right. Our turnout in a presidential general will be somewhere in the neighborhood of 70 percent. Okay. Uh, gubernatorial statewides are usually 50 City elections are usually 30. Yeah. And I always tell folks, you know, the city ones actually are the ones that affect your lives the most because it's the streets you drive on, the swimming pools your kids go to, the community centers you go yes. to. And you you can see your city council people and even the mayor at Target, at church, at the grocery store. They're much more accessible and especially we live in a big city, but we're still um, a very community-oriented, community-based right. uh, community, you know, city, mm-hmm. to where you do have access to those who represent you on a local level. That's true. Even our senators. I mean, they are all accessible. So what can we do? Because I just am always so stunned at how few few people go to vote for mayor or go to local elections and what can we do to like get people to go because you're right it all starts right here at home you know the biggest thing is for those of us that do vote encourage our family and Mm -hmm. friends to to vote that's probably the number one thing and uh, you know in this election this primary again i am predicting 35 percent turnout you you think about that i always tell folks whether you live in a retirement community, an apartment, or a house, mm-hmm. you, you step out on your front porch, three people, your neighbor to the right, your neighbor to the left, and you, if you're the one voting, you're representing the three of you. Right. I mean, think about it that way. Right. And if you're not voting, do you want the person next to you representing your views? Maybe, mm, maybe, but maybe not. not. <laughs> <laughs> True. So is this applicable to rural Nebraska as well? Do the same things happen? Or do they show up for their smaller elections in towns? I mean, is this a statewide, nationwide thing? You know, I, I think trends are generally for the presidential elections are always the big turnout ones. Um, and then they kind of go down from there. Um, yeah. Gradually. Which is you just know, like, it's just mind boggling. It is. It is. Um, because literally, really, those local elections, those local folks are the ones that really affect you right. day in and day out. And, you know, in every election and this one, we've seen it. Maybe there's some advertising. Maybe there's some things that we don't always agree with or yes. we don't particularly enjoy watching, seeing or reading. But you have to remember Every vote counts. Mm-hmm. And, and this is not the end. If, if your candidate doesn't win, that there's a presidential election in two years. Yep. There's another city election coming up. There's another gubernatorial election coming up. So don't be disheartened. Um, sure. You know, there's always another election on the horizon. Yes, there always is. And again, your vote matters. It absolutely does. So 
With this new vote coming up, if you're not registered to vote, do people still have time to get registered to participate in the primaries? They do. They do. Uh, you have to do it in person at our office. Okay. But um, because of the way the laws are written, the deadline to do it online has passed. Okay, good to know. But you can still do it in person at our office. You, you'd have the remainder of today, and you have Monday. Oh. Monday, May 2nd, we're open 8.30 to 6 p.m. in Douglas County. Okay. Um, all election offices or county clerks, if you live in a smaller county, mm -hmm. have to be open till 6 p.m. by state law. Okay. But that's the deadline to register to vote for this election. If you miss it for some reason, you can always register to vote for future elections. Okay, good. And what do people need to bring to get registered? So um, we are currently not a um, ID state. Oh, oh. In any way, shape, or form. That's right. Um, we tell folks you are your ID. Mm -hmm. So when you come into our office, um, you register to vote. We um, will print out a receipt, have you review it. You sign it, attesting to the fact the information's correct, and you're registered to vote. Well, that's so easy. There should be no excuses. Just saying. I mean, that's <laughs> we can't make it any easier, right? <laughs> you know, Nebraska makes it pretty convenient, I do believe, for registering to vote and for the option of voting. So that's not to say we don't have safeguards in place. Right. We have plenty of safeguards in place. We keep our rolls clean through a variety of reasons we do behind the scenes. But, it, it you know, we try to make it as convenient as possible while maintaining safety. Sure. So if you have, if you move or you change your name, what are all the reasons why you need to re-register? So you need to re-register to vote. One, the big one is if you move. Okay. If you move. Even if you live in an apartment complex and you move from the third floor to the first floor or you move across the hall, you need to re-register because okay. you have moved. Um, a name change is another one change your name for a variety of reasons. Obviously, the big one would, would be marriage, right. but there's other reasons. Folks change their names, uh -huh. of course. Um, so those would be the two big ones, okay. is, is uh, address, change, or name change. Okay, so you too also can get down to the offices May 2nd, right? Yes. That's your last time to get in there. So with all this happening, as you know, a lot of our listeners are print impaired or blind. Correct. And I know that Douglas County has worked super hard on providing uh, voting accommodations for everybody. I was looking at your website and I was really impressed with the Express Vote Universal Voting System. I had no idea that even existed. Can you tell our listeners about that? Sure. So um, our our Listeners um, may be familiar with the device we used to have called the AutoMark. Okay. And that was previous to the Express Vote. So the AutoMarks have been all replaced with Express Votes. We got these in 2020. Okay. And so we first used them in the presidential election. The, um, we have heard from the ADA community that they're much more user-friendly. And I know the Secretary of State consulted with a lot of different ADA groups hmm. when they purchase these. So the Secretary of State's office purchased these. There is one per precinct in every precinct across the state, and they are all universal. So there's all kinds of features to them. Um, there's a Braille pad. 
There's oh. earphones. If voters have a SIF puff tube that they bring with them, mm -hmm. there is a jack that, you know, they can use for that. And basically what these devices are is they're a giant pencil. Ah. These devices only record the voters' vote on a piece of paper. Okay. And then it will print that piece of paper out. That piece of paper is brought back to the election commission like every other voter's ballot. Okay. And it is ran through the exact same machines. These um, pieces of paper are a little narrower. Okay. They're about half as wide as a regular ballot, but those ballots are treated like everybody else. These are are these devices do not record your vote. They're only a giant pencil. I love that. So you first Im implemented these in 2022. Were they a great success? Yes. Yeah, so uh, in 2020, 2020, so we used them in 2020, <laughs> uh -huh. the 2021 city elections, and now this time around. Um, you know, they don't get used a ton, but when they have been used, and we do have one in our office, of course, and we have an ADA room in our office, so there's total privacy okay, good. in there. Um, and we have heard um, a lot of compliments of this, especially from folks who use the old auto marks ah. to this. They really enjoy this. How did the old auto marks work? You know, the old auto marks were a lot bigger. They were clunkier. I think they were like 10 years old, so at the end of their life... They didn't always work great, yeah, and okay. um, they just. This is just a much user-friendlier device. Now, the other option always is voters can always bring someone with them okay. to assist them, or our poll workers will assist them as well Good. at okay. the polling place. The individual helping them signs a voter assistant form, mm -hmm. and what that basically says is the person assisting is not telling the individual how to vote or voting for them. They're simply marking the ballot the way they want to. So again, um, this device just acts again as a giant pencil. It's marking the device for the voter on their own if they choose not to bring someone with them. Sure, I love that, very good. I love, again, because everybody has the right to vote. Everybody has the right to vote. And going back to your point earlier, every vote counts. If you will remember in the primary of 2020, uh, Mike Boyle, who's gone now, God rest his soul. Yes. He was a great, great man. Um, but he ran for county commissioner against Roger Garcia, one by three votes. Mm -hmm. We had an automatic recount, and the automatic recount, he won by three votes. Wow. And I used to have lunch with Mike Boyle, and whenever we would have lunch, we'd meet up, and Mike would always go, three, three, and he'd hold up three fingers. <laughs> but see? So every vote counts. Yeah, it really does. And some races have even probably come down to one single vote, I'm guessing. I'm sure they have. Yes, I know they have. Um, you know, three is the closest I've had, which is fine. <laughs> right, that's close. <laughs> that's close. But yes, they've come down to one. There's even been some instances where if there's a tie, um, then the state statute allows 
for a, quote, game of chance to Uh be decided upon by the individuals, whether that's drawing straws, flipping a coin, whatever it may be. That's awesome. I love that. (laughs) So now that we're right here and it's primary time, Tell us about what's it really like when you guys count ballots. I have this picture, like everybody's like in this big room and you're sitting at tables and you're just counting and drinking coffee. Am I far (laughs) off from that? You're a little far (laughs) off from that. So state law actually allows us to run the ballots through the voting machines for early voting on Monday before the election. Okay. We don't tabulate the results. We don't look at the results. I don't know the results. I don't want to know the results. It doesn't make any difference what they are, quite frankly. Mm -hmm. Um, So we have nine machines in our counting room. So there's a lot of horsepower in there. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And um, these machines run. When the machines are running ballots through them, they can run about 250 sheets of paper per minute through the machine. So they're moving right along. Yep. And so we count on Monday, then, of course, we'll count on Tuesday, afternoon and evening from Mm -hmm. Election Day. And so it's, you know, the counting room is a very secure place. It takes a key or card swipe to get in, plus a pin pad. Ah, Okay. We have at our new office, we put all kinds of windows in there. We have two cameras in there. Myself is often in there. My Mm -hmm. deputy, my elections manager is always in there. Okay. Other permanent staff. And then we have two individuals of differing parties running the machines. Hmm, Okay. And so we've got lots of folks in there watching each other, lots of checks and balances. But when we're, it's pretty cool to see. When we're counting, we're counting, and things are moving. Yes, yes, and we're all waiting. (laughs) Exactly, (laughs) including me, including me. (laughs) Now, I will say, as a perk of the job, uh, I do get to see the results before everybody else. Yes, that is true. (laughs) But it's only usually about 15, 20 minutes beforehand. And, again, you know, that's all I want to see. It doesn't matter. Right. I mean, the results are the results. Right. And may the best person win. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so we have a few minutes left. So tell us some of the most rewarding, but yet also maybe the challenging things you have to deal with with this job. Sure. So a, one fun, funny story we had actually was three or four year, years ago, uh, we emptied one of our drop boxes, and we used to have the old drop boxes had a big slot like a mail slot, right. like a, ma- a post office box. Yeah. Now we've got new stainless steel drop boxes that are much more secure, much yes. dirtier, and they have a little tiny slot in there. They do. So you can only <laughs> deposit, you know, one or two things at a time. But in the old ones, we opened it up at one of the boxes, and there was about 100 wedding invitations oh, in there. Oh, no. So we. Oh, boy. We kind of assumed that she sent him out to mail the wedding invitations. (laughs) So we just simply uh, picked those up, put them in the mailbox, went on our merry way. We decided to save a marriage rather than let let them know. So that was one of the more, you know, interesting things, maybe. (laughs) One of the most rewarding things I had, he was actually a friend of mine, was really cool. Um, I think it was in 16, it was in 16, he had immigrated here um, from a from uh, former Russian um, country, mm-hmm. and he became a naturalized citizen, 
and then he came right over to the election office and voted. Wow. So that was cool. really cool. I have a still have a picture of him. Oh, I love I that. I have that in my office. So that was really cool. That is so awesome. Yeah, I that was that. really cool. You know, some of the more challenging um, things we have is, I don't know if they're challenging. Well, I guess they are challenging. But, you know, in the last presidential election, yes, um, there were... You know, some questions, there's no reason to skirt around it about the security of ballots, Mm -hmm. maybe the possible outcome, things of that nature. So, you know, we're open, we're honest, and I always um, try to visit with people, like to do lots of programs like this in the community to educate people because knowledge is power. Right. So we always try and answer their questions, explain our processes. Um, We always encourage folks who who may have questions volunteer to be a poll worker that's a great way to understand the process yes and how does one do that well so one can do that from our website okay you can go right to our website and volunteer or you can call our um office at 444 vote okay and you know it's not just being a poll worker we have lots of jobs in our office so you know this community here if uh, anybody wants to volunteer, we'd love to have you. Wonderful. We'll certainly work with you. There's there's a variety of jobs. Out Wonderful. There. That's a great idea. I'm kind of intrigued myself. <laughs> yeah. So once again, as we wrap up, we've got till Monday. Correct. Monday, May second, is a very important day. It is the second most important date besides Election Day. Eight thirty to six, we are open. It's the last day to request a ballot by mail or to register to vote for this election, but you have to do it in person. And then don't forget Monday, May 10th, be sure your voice is heard. If you've got to buy mail ballot, it's got to be in our possession, which includes a drop box Mm -hmm. by 8 p.m., and be sure you sign the back of that envelope. Yes. All right. So there you have it, everybody. Brian, thank you so much. That was so informative. I really enjoyed the talk. And you'll have to come back again and fill us in for the next time. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. And have a great weekend, everybody. Thanks, everyone. I'm Cami Carlisle. And thanks for listening to Community Conversation on Radio Talking Book.